We are the agent rainmaker community. We are a group of letting agents that have got together and said, you know what? We're not going to do it like we've always done it. We're going to do things differently. It was the most amazing experience. It was the best thing that we could have done. The little community that's been created, and it's amazing. You don't get that anywhere else. I think she's the patron saint of letting agents. Without her encouragement, I would never have done this. That is Agent Rainmaker. We see things differently. We see opportunities, not obstacles. Hello, Agent Rainmakers. How are you? How are things? I know you are all crazily busy at the moment, back in your offices taking over properties, doing lets, get catching up on all that backlog and all those things that you've been doing over the last few weeks or not doing in the last few weeks. So uh, thank you very much, those of you that are tuning in to come and see us here today. So thank you so much for tuning in and for those that watch it on the replay as well. So we are here today with the one and only Paul Kearton. Now he's a bit of a legend in the Agent Rainmaker group because he, he's always commenting on something. We love his long posts of real emotional outpouring where he tells the truth. He even shares his new cars in agent rainmaker as well so we really do get to see the real man behind the name behind the face and you've been around the agent rainmaker community paul since around 2018 i think is is how long we've sort of known each other would that be about right yeah yeah april 18 so just over two years then my word yeah that was the tenant fee ban uh where was that that was london wasn't it that one i think yeah, when you came to the Tenderfee Band Workshop 2018, yeah. So how long have you been, been a letting agent? When did you start and why did you start? What made you start in letting agency? Uh, it was all an accident, really, to be honest. Uh, started in January of 2014. Um, I had been in the printing industry for 17 years. I, was, I left that and went to university at the age of 33. Um, did all sorts of psychology and... Uh, master's degree in forensic psychology worked in mental health wow there was no there was no work down here some uh, would say that puts you in good stead for our industry wouldn't they absolutely yeah <laughs> you're in good company <laughs> yeah yeah learned a lot about myself so uh yeah really good but uh yeah after all that um I decided I'm gonna look for franchise business to be honest and I just went online and I just started searching and uh letting agent franchise came up and i thought well okay my mum and dad used to be estate agents back in the 80s in london mm. uh and i just thought why not give it a go wow crazy but uh yeah that was it that was 2014 yeah. that was 2014 wow so how did you find it? i mean did you buy the franchise it was a franchise you started off with it wasn't actually no it ended up um I found, what was it? It was 500 quid to set up by a letting vision. Ah, right. I know the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we well, the manual and all that sort of stuff. And... That's it. They still manage my website at the moment. So. Oh, wow. Blimey. Well done. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 500 quid in. So, we're here to celebrate your success because we know you've had a massive, massive growth. What did you say the percentage was again? It was something ridiculous. What was it? Well, we've, we've 13 times our, our income. In two years. 13 in times two your years. income. So we're here to talk about that and to share that story, but we want to start off right from the beginning. How was it when you first started in 2014? I'm trying to think now. So it's quite a different market back in 2014. How was it when you first started getting into uh, the industry? That's funny. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> did you think it was easy before you started? Of course I did. I've been a tenant. It's dead easy, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> Just take a board outside and it's, that's it. It's good. Nothing else to do. <laughs> Yeah, whereas like I said, <laughs> mum and dad used to be uh, estate agents back in London in the 80s. And of course, back then it was, uh, can I rent this house? Yeah, there's the keys, you know. 
pretty much. But um, yeah, it's it's been really weird. It, yeah, I thought I knew what I was doing, but no, obviously not. Um, as you, you know, as you. What was the things that challenged you most? I mean, for, for some people, it's doing the marketing sales. For some people, it's the complexity. Some people, it's the legislation. Some was just the volume of stuff and it, you're all over the place. Which bit was it that you found was the biggest surprise? Um, for me, I think the just knowing where to find the landlords from, where to, where to get them from. Um, legislation side of things, even 2014, there was didn't seem to be that much of it, you know, when you look back on it now. Mm. Um but yeah, it was it was it was tough to get going, you know. And it took us about it took us about a year to really sort of start bringing in landlords and and properties. And after that, it we ended up going downhill again because I, I didn't follow it up with you know content marketing and stuff like that. Which In I 2014, it would have been who would you have been speaking to? Who would you speak to? Who can you speak to in 2014? I mean, where did you go for help? uh i didn't really <laughs> it's just a, a wing and a prayer really mm. um it was, i was putting ads in local newspapers trying to find landlords i was talking to friends that i you know got friends of theirs who are landlords property developers uh and it kind of just went from there i didn't didn't have anybody like yourselves and everybody from agent rainmaker that i've met didn't have any sort of network at all that didn't exist then, did it? No, it didn't. No, I mean there was there was a couple of local networking groups, business networking, but it was generally things to do around arts and crafts and things like that. It wasn't really wasn't really my thing. Well, there was Arla. Did you think about joining Arla at any point? I mean, they were quite expensive when you first start, probably. But yeah, yeah, it was all too all too expensive. You know, mm. me being me, let's do everything as cheap as possible. <laughs> And see where we go, you know. You know, even now, adding the little extra bits, and oh, I've got to update my software, and you know, I'm thinking about, oh God, you know, that's going to cost me an extra thirty quid a month. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> mad, joking. All right. You know, I know, I know. It is it's funny? Cost of stamps. Know, I, I still look at it. I still look at things again. God, how much am I paying now? You know, <laughs> six years ago, I was paying like fifty quid a month for everything, you know, and and now it's hundreds. So. <laughs> It's scary, isn't it, how it stacks it up? Is. It is. It really is. So, I mean, when you, um, you you obviously got yourself going after the first year and 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 we met in 2018. So there's a four-year period between when you started and when we met. You you started by getting yourself out there and, and copying other people by the sounds of it and just seeing what other people were doing and trying to get landlords on and whatever. Did you sort of grow during that period? Did you find yourself you after the first year just sort of stood still? What what actually happened during that four year period? So much happened. As you know, some some of you guys will will know from uh, me telling my story, but so much happened. Then we were building up. I thought quite steady rate. We got up to sort of 33, 34 properties managed um, in the first. That was in the first year, year and year and a half. Um, and well, you know, that was not really pushing anything. Uh, and then, yeah, a lot happened. Uh, my partner uh, lost her mum uh, to cancer. Um, so obviously that sort of put a, put a stop on the business for a while. Uh, started losing landlords then because uh, I wasn't focused on the business. So, yeah, lots happened then. Uh, and about a year later... Uh, my dad was diagnosed then with um, dementia. Okay. 
Um, so I spent a lot of time helping out my mum, uh, doing stuff like that. And then a little bit later, he was diagnosed with cancer as well. So yeah. this all kind of happened in within that sort of three to four year period. Um, and I just completely dropped off the business um, until, <laughs> strangely, until I saw the Agent Rainmaker post about the tenant fee ban because uh, at that point I thought oh, I'm just going to throw the towel in there's no point I was back down I think I was nine or ten managed properties I had left um, and it just it just wasn't bringing in the money so I just thought you know what I'm giving up now I can uh, remember was- you walking in I mean we, we've been doing these uh, events for about uh, three four years now but I can remember when you walked in and and I actually said I was out going why are you here? No, no, no. I don't remember your dress. I can't remember what you're wearing. That's a bit weird. But no, I, I just remember I asked people why you're here. And you said to me, you said, Sally, I'm here today to decide whether to quit or whether to carry on. And I thought, oh, wow, what a responsibility. <laughs> I mean, some people do come to those events and decide to quit. <laughs> but a lot of people do tend to say, like, yeah, it's the driving force and focus. I mean, can, can you remember that moment when you said that? I remember it very well. Yeah, you pass you passed the microphone around the room, and I think I was the penultimate um, speaker. Uh, I think that the poor lady next to me had nothing else to say, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I, I made the whole day. I made a focus on you. I says, right, my mission you is did. to convince you to stay in this business. And I kept saying to you, Selim Paul, where are we at now? And you goes, 25 percent. I'm staying. I, oh God, that's not good enough. And we just <laughs> went through the day, didn't we? Asking you how you were getting on. Yeah. So just tell me what what made you decide to stay in? Because I think by the time you walked through, I think you actually said to your wife uh, before you turned up, um, this is I've, I've had enough, and she she told you to come along, didn't she? I uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I'd already obviously bought bought my plane ticket to fly from Newquay to London, um, and on that morning, uh, I'd had a I'd had a phone call the day before actually from from my mum saying that dad was really struggling and and all this lot, and I just thought, oh, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to bother. Um, and yeah, my partner, Michelle, she said to me, look, you've, you've paid for it. You bought the ticket. You bought your flight ticket. You booked your hotel. Sod off. So well, that's what I did. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I did. And, uh, and here plane. we are. <laughs> Brilliant. And so for that one day, I mean, just for people watching that maybe have just been through a tough time with Corona and thinking, ah, I'm thinking of getting out. What, what, what changed your mind? What is it that made you think, no, this is worth fighting for. I'm going to do something. Here. What was it that, made it really worth doing worth carrying um well yeah because i was looking at the numbers i was looking at the numbers um before i turned up to be honest uh then looking at the ideals around um increasing fees um you know the rant method that was brilliant um but yeah there was so much regarding the fees and i just thought you know if i go and increase my fees this is going to increase what I've got coming in at the moment, which obviously was very little with nine managed properties. Um, but I did that straight away. I came back and I just thought, what have I got to lose? Mm. Um, so I increased fees. Landlords didn't moan at all. Um, in fact, from that, I think three of my landlords out of the nine properties, three of the landlords actually gave me, I think it was around was it six or seven properties between them. Nice. Even though I'd increased my fees. Brilliant. So w- within a week of coming back, I'd had, I'd got seven more properties fully managed so uh and we built from there really and I've, I, that's the way i've looked at it is is increasing the fees but you know making sure that they've got the service that they're paying for 
And a lot of it's around mindset, isn't it? Is seeing the, yes. I remember the conversation we had at the event, it was around, I think it was the possibilities that you could do this marketing to get these landlords in, that you could change this about your business and make more profit, that you could charge what you were worth because you weren't charging enough to actually cover costs and make a business out of it. And it was, it was sort of like for you, it seemed to be like a door opening of like, wow, these things I can actually achieve and I can actually do this. It was a mindset shift almost, wasn't it? It it was that that came more after the after the boot camp to be honest. Okay. Um, so obviously I still had so much to focus on from from the one day tenant fee ban, but the boot camp was for me was was incredible. It, it just it, well, it changed my life to be honest. Uh, put wow. everything into perspective and just gave me so much to to do with the business. And I look at where I was two years ago. Even then, you know, thought I knew what I was doing, but no, didn't. Well, I still don't know what I'm doing, but you know. <laughs> Who does? They were all so good. Exactly, exactly. But no, it, it did. It, it it changed my life, and and this is where we're at now. And like I say, holidays, flash cars, and 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 well, I think with everybody else during this coronavirus time, spending too much on Amazon. <laughs> oh God, the boxes! How do you get rid of the boxes? <laughs> I know, I know. There needs got, to be a strategy I, for that. My garage is full of Amazon boxes at the moment. <laughs> you can only compost so many. Anyway, <laughs> so, so tell us about what changes did you make since the boot camp? What have you changed now? What happened at the boot camp? What changes have you made since the boot camp? Wow. Um, 30, times 13 is a, is a big growth. Everything. So. I have changed everything. Um, started off with the fees, changed all my fees, started charging for everything. Uh, thought. Even even at the boot camp, I thought I was charging for things that other people weren't charging for. Um, but yeah, now I am literally charging for everything. Um, I've gone into more HMO management, my block management. Uh, well, I think yeah, when I yeah 2016, I I got my first block to manage, which was just a I'll wing it and see what happens. Um, now we're managing ten blocks. So I've focused a lot of my time on on that and, and learning about block management. Mm. Um, but from that, obviously, managing the apartment blocks, block of 30 flats, there's a lot of rental properties there. So that's, again, come from just, just learning how to speak to people using a little bit of the rant method. Um, I think I overdid it to start with. Uh, <laughs> you scared, scared some people, didn't you, Paul? I think I scared them a little <laughs> bit too much, yeah. Yeah. Um, to the point I think half of them have actually given up being, being landlords but there you go um, <laughs> wow. but no I, I've tamed that down a little bit and um to sort of you know done it in my own way uh and, it, and it's worked to treat I think you know uh it, it does scare them but uh you know you tell them you're, you're here to help them out and that's what you do so. so so would you say that you feel more like a business owner now than a Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You're looking at it. You see, it's, what we tend to find is a lot of people come in the courses and they, they're they great letting agents. They give great service. They love their landlords. They do everything for them. But that's the problem. They're still doing too much and doing everything for everybody. And they get forgotten in the process that yeah. they are a human being and need a life. And also their business needs profit. And those two things get forgotten about. So they're great letting agents, not great business people. And the boot camp's all around becoming the business person and running the yeah. business as opposed to being just this crazy letting agent doing 18 hours a day do, do you feel you've succeeded in that um i feel i'm getting there most mm -hmm. definitely um 
I've started outsourcing a lot of a lot of my work as well. So I want to be forgotten. Leave me alone. Leave me alone in the back of the office there. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, I'm outsourcing inventories. I'm outsourcing check-ins, um, obviously, work-wise. Now I've um, updated my systems. It's work orders all via, via my um, CRM. So I'm not even phoning people. It's literally just, yeah, I'm just hiding in the back office somewhere, you know. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm taking over the business again now rather than it taking over me. Amazing. That's awesome. And so uh, what would you yeah. say to people that perhaps are feeling like you were right at the beginning? People that are thinking about, oh, I don't know if I want to carry on or is it a bit too much? Or, or maybe I've just enjoyed my time doing Corona <laughs> and I don't want to go back. I mean, what, what would you say to people that are struggling with that motivation and, and mindset and, and getting their mojo back? What would you say? Because I think there's probably a few yeah. of those at the moment. There, there will there will be i'm sure i'm sure and it is it is hard once you get into that that stage that you think oh, i can't be bothered or you know that there's nothing else i might as well just throw the towel in it is very hard to change your mindset around that but it can be done it, it has been done by many of us mm. um all those people that have been on stage at the rainmaker live you know They've all they've all had their stories, you know. Whether they, yeah, they Sandra Blake's watching her, Sandra. <laughs> Hi, Sandra. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's doable. It's all doable, you know. I'm still a one man band here, and and you know we've I always say we we as I mean, me and Silverkey. That's it, you know. But uh, you know, turn things around a lot, and yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of hard work, but it's not been as hard as I thought it would be, and that's just implementing everything that you guys have taught us. I've tried to implement at least a little bit of everything. Mm, that's amazing. Now uh, we've got a one day we're running, I think it's on the 18th of June. I'll ask Kate to put a link in the, in the comments here. And okay, the content's changed now. We're not talking about tenant feedback. We're talking about different things, but you know what happens on that one day. We talk about possibilities. We talk yeah. about opportunities. We talk about ways to grow your business, explode your income, generate leads and stuff like that. I think you actually came on one recently, didn't you? I did. I came to the run your business like a boss in uh, uh, February. Was was that? that was in London. Wasn't it? I, think it was London I forget February. where we were now. Yeah. And you had, an interesting com- you had an interesting conversation with somebody there, didn't you? I did. That conversation was uh, it was quite funny, actually. Yeah. Um, I was asked during the break whether I was an actor and <laughs> advocate for AR. Um, a stooge. Planted. A stooge, a, a stooge <laughs> sat there. But they were they were really serious. They actually, the two of them sat down and, and said, look, can I ask you a question? Are you an actor? And I, I, <laughs> Right. OK. No. So, yeah, I gave them a little bit of my story and and you know, gave them my business card and told them to look at my website. So uh, that didn't come up as uh, Stooge, just the actor. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you come back for a second time? Um, just a little bit of motivation. Sometimes you need that little bit more motivation. Um, you know, I suppose if you're you're in an office full of full of staff members, it, it might be easier to motivate each other. But uh, you might need motivation more. <laughs> or maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on my own here, and uh, sometimes you need a little bit of a kick up the backside to uh, to push the business a bit more. And you know, again, I think every time I come back from from one of your um, seminars, it, I seem to sit in the office and, and systemize things again and sort of, you know, file everything away and go, right, let's start again from now. I think so, it's, uh, so every time is a start is a new start, really. Probably just gives you that focus, doesn't it, to think about the business again and, and clear the 
the crap for want of a better word and just yeah. refocus on what's important one of the things we always say is what's what's going to move the needle what's the one yeah. thing that's going to move the needle in your business and i think it's about having that focus and that clarity so it is awesome. what about the boot camp anybody thinking about coming to the boot camp what would you say to them do it do it it was it was fantastic i've met so many people there as well which are going to be long long friends um but the, the boot camp for me like i say completely changed my life really changed my business changed my life uh god knows what i'd be doing now if it wasn't for that uh, back in the printing industry who knows yeah absolutely no uh, it's, yeah, it's good it's got to be done so what's next for paul curtain silver king what's what's the challenge next where do you want to take it where are you going to go you're obviously outsourcing everything so it sounds like you want to stay a one-man band and just have everything outsourced everywhere which can <laughs> happen people do do that I mean, what what is the plan what's this where are you going to what's next uh oh the plan i think you know I, I have actually been looking at a couple of possible acquisitions just small ones um although i have spoken to somebody recently um from rainmaker um who said you know maybe it might be a good idea just to just to stay on your own don't get staff members in you know don't don't grow too big it all depends what your focus is i think you know um for me at the moment yes i can manage what i've got and I think if I keep systemizing, systemizing, I can go so far. And then obviously I'm going to need more help. Mm. Uh, do I get in the property manager or do I do I just outsource it again? Mm. Um, who knows? I've been thinking about a property manager, somebody I know very well, 30 years uh, experience in the industry. Uh, but we'll probably need retraining again. So, again, more expense. Um, you know, how many more properties do I need to take on? To be able to bring her in so it's a it's a difficult one do i do i keep growing keep spending keep growing keep spending or do i just stick on stick by myself and uh just outsource everything so at the moment there's a few things up in the air not not too sure which way i'm going to go with it but definitely a bit more expansion um certainly with the block management because that for me that has brought in uh more individual resilets so mm -hmm. That. And I think I think you're absolutely right there. I think you've got to build the business that's right for you, you know, because some yeah. people want to build behemoths of businesses, for want of a better word, you know, multiple <laughs> branches, head offices. They want to float on the stock exchange and just whatever. But that's not right for everybody, you know. And if you can make the profit that you want and have the life that you want in the business of a medium, small to medium size, then why go any bigger? And I think. I don't, yeah. know if you, I don't know if I covered it on the one day that you came to, but we, we do have, it's, it's a download on our website, but we do something called the uh, the seven stages of agency. There's actually seven definable stages of agency. And you go right up to the top stage, which is when you're sort of getting out of the business and you're CEO and you've got a board of directors and there's the bottom stage where you're a one-man band running around doing everything. And then you're somewhere in the middle because you've got it outsourced. You haven't got a staff, but you've got you've got it outsourced. So, uh, and there's the whole seven stages. And I think when you actually look at the individual stages, that's when you realize, I don't really want to run a board of directors and I don't yeah. really want to float on the stock exchange. That's not really for yeah. me. So how far do you want to push it? And I think it's very wise advice, actually. And I think particularly as we're coming out of Corona, because we've had this period of time with our families at home and some people have loved it and some people have absolutely hated it. So, yeah. you know, you've, you've got to be real with yourself, haven't you? I think you do. I think a lot of people get, I think they lose their focus by thinking that they need to be this, this big director of this huge company. And yeah, like I say, you, you don't necessarily need that, you know, it's do, do what's right for you really. And, and why, why give yourself too much stress? Just 
get get the business you need for yourself and and leave it go you know like so you can you can reduce your workload again by outsourcing so which is possibly a hell of a lot cheaper than hiring a couple of property managers absolutely and i mean we're here live in the agent rainmaker group which is our community but i mean word of thanks to everybody in this group that they are amazing aren't they oh absolutely they are yeah they're brilliant i mean it's all the way through great group yeah, yeah through I mean, corona it's been brilliant yeah the faith the facebook groups are, are amazing you know and we've, we've got a couple of little smaller groups on the side there um where we can possibly swear a little bit more uh <laughs> but no they're, they're really good um motivational groups and it's definitely worth signing up to well i was just thinking when you go back to when you first started in 2014 you didn't have that opportunity of no. to talk to somebody starting out now can can join a group such as agent maker or one of the ones like uh, chris watkins group john paul's group any of those you can join these groups now and you have a community to talk to whereas as you mentioned it in 2014 the only thing you could really do is buy a franchise to have that community um, whereas now with the groups, you can have that community. And I think, I think just a moment to say thank you. Thank you to everybody watching, really, for being part of this community, because Corona for the last 12 weeks has been very stressful for all of us. And actually having this community and being able to share everything, even from the government's giving out a grant, find this link quick. I mean, it's just been brilliant to have this group of people to really just work through it all. Imagine going through that as you were in 2014 on your own. Yeah, I wouldn't have survived. Wouldn't have survived. No way. You just no way. And I think most of us would. I mean, it was just horrendous. But having that community and to know that we were all going through the same boat, I think it was just just amazing, really, just to have to have all of you guys that are watching here today. So I think that's been brilliant. Yeah, I think everybody just chips in, I think, and helps everybody else out. So, you know, it's you know simple things sometimes, like clauses in, in tenancy agreements and things like that, you know, where, where you might not have updated your, your agreement, but everybody seems to sort of chip in and, and give their own little interpretation of things, which is great. It does, it helps. And sometimes the brain can't collect everything or keep everything, can it? So it's good. I'm having a brainstorm. What is this? Oh, thing? this one certainly can't. Uh, what's that? Yeah, brilliant. Anyway, Paul, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. It's always great to hear people's successes and you're so active in the group. I thought it'd be lovely for people to hear yours. I mean, 13 times increase in revenue in a couple of years. Still a small company, but actually got to a place where you're comfortable now, which is brilliant. And you don't yeah. look stressed. When I met you, you were very I stressed. stressed. I don't feel stressed. It's great. <laughs> it's lovely. And that, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what life's about. Life's about the it journey, is. not the destination. You can Absolutely. enjoy the journey. You've won the lottery of life. So yeah. thank you very much for sharing your story with us this afternoon. Anything uh, else you're welcome. We thank, thank you to everybody at, at Agent Rainmaker and, and all you guys out there. You've been absolutely epic. Yeah, all part of the story. Super. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. You are amazing. Have a lovely day and a lovely weekend. And thank you very much for sharing your stuff with us today. It's been great. Thanks, Ellie. Thank you, everybody watching. Bye bye.